Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts, and today's book review is on Deduct Everything. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Deduct Everything is a book on taxes. And the problem with this kind of book is it's a real technical book. I can't summarize 20 different strategies on how to reduce your um, tax burden through health coverage deductions. That small section would take as long as the reading the actual book would take for that section. But I am able to highlight just a handful of some of my favorite examples of deductions that you can do, and some principles that are contained in the book. And that's what we are going to talk about here today. So first up, AGI, Adjusted Gross Income. You only pay taxes on the income that the government counts. The more you can deduct, the less income you actually have, as far as the government is concerned. Next, do not take anything on faith. Do not take what I say on faith. Do not take what this book says on faith. Actually do your research and or consult with a professional on taxes. Next, there are three type of tax people in the world. There is the tax pushover, where you just pay whatever the government tells you to pay. There's the tax vigilante who spends hours and hours obsessing over trying to get out of every last penny. And then there is the tax aware. These are the people who know the rules, know a lot of the big deductions that they can do, so that way they don't have to pay them, but doesn't stress about getting out of all of the taxes because they have more important things to do, like running their business. Next, keeping records. Do you have to keep records for all of time and eternity? No. You can only be, as long as it's not a criminal audit, you can only be audited about three years back. So keeping your records for three years should keep you safe. If there's a big margin of error, they can audit all the way back to six years. So if you want to be extra careful, keep your records for six years. But if there's a criminal aspect to it, where they think you're trying to dodge taxes then they can go back as far as they want. But if you're a criminal, you're probably not keeping wanting to keep records anyway. So for the best bet, you're probably safe keeping your records for three years. Keeping your tax returns, however, you keep those for forever. Do not lose your tax returns of the previous years. And then a next up is if you have it basically she in much more depth, but basically if you have any Thing more complicated than a simple W-2 tax or whatever your basic employment tax records are from whatever country you are. If you have anything more complicated than your W-2 tax form to file, you should get a professional. And this also includes if you're a first-time home buyer or if you have loans of some kind, like student loans or mortgage or car loans, because all of that complicates your taxes and you could be missing out on a bunch of money and you could also get yourself in trouble. 
Um, she very point blank says, if you have any sort of business or real estate, that you should have a professional help you with your taxes. Because tax law is complicated bullcrap. Your mortgage can be deductible. As of the writing of the book, your PMI, um, which is basically mortgage insurance, which a lot of people have, is P they have PMI, um, that also can be deductible as of the time of the writing of the book, but it goes back and forth. This is why you need to check everything that is said, because not all tax rules and regulations go year to year. Some of them are there for most of the time, but sometimes not. This is also why tax experts are useful, because they actually are responsible for keeping up to date on all stupid information, so you don't have to. Next point. Energy deductions rarely outweigh the cost. So this is just going to a basic business ROI kind of deal. If it costs you $10,000 to install solar panels on your roof and you get a whopping $100 deduction, I'm using big numbers just to emphasize the point, then you didn't save $100 on your taxes. You blew a whole bunch of money. This goes for windows and all sorts of stuff. The deductions you that are in place right now usually do not outweigh the cost to put them in. Windows cost, energy efficient windows cost a freaking ton. Your deduction is pretty small. However, credits, which you actually didn't go into, um, so I knew this just because I've studied taxes before, but a deduction is basically reducing the income. So let's say you have, you made $10,000 and you get a $5,000 deduction. It means that you're only taxed on the $10,000 or, or, or only on the remaining $5,000. A credit is different and credits are freaking fantastic. You want all the credits you can acquire. A credit goes towards the amount of taxes that you've already paid. So if you get a $1,000 credit, that means as far as the government is concerned, you've already paid $1,000. At least that's how I understand the difference in simple layman's terms. So now back off of that tangent, a rebate credit for Energy Star appliances usually is pretty nice. But the key is you have to make sure, diligently make sure, that your appliance actually applies for the credit. Because if it doesn't fit, they don't. there's no wiggle room. It's like, nope, this one does not apply. You do not get the credit. You need to make sure that the appliance you get is the correct appliance. You need to have records that of when you are purchasing it, so that way you can get this uh, this credit. But by buying Energy Star appliances, you get a nice appliance, and you get a credit towards your taxes for buying it. Next point that I jotted down, which I already knew but I really enjoy it, is you can rent your home out for 14 days tax-free. So while you go on vacation, you can rent your home out for profit for 14 days and the government does not count that as taxable income. Now, not all of you want to do that, but a lot of you, that can pay for the vacation that you're going on. Next, let's talk about mileage because I didn't even realize this one, but I knew business mileage was deductible, but charitable, moving, and medical mileage are also all deductible. So any driving that you do on behalf of charitable work, that's deductible. Um, any business mileage you do for business, that's all deductible. Commuting to a job does not count. But 
commuting around a job counts, um, which I actually wish I had realized back when I had a job where I had to drive my car over the place because I get the reimbursement from my company for driving my car and I could have gotten a tax deduction for driving my car if I had known that. And that's kind of the main thing about this book is that here's a bunch of random things that you probably didn't know that you might be able to deduct to reduce your bur your tax burden. But driving around for business, you can deduct. Moving mileage, I also didn't know this one. You can, as long as it you are relocating for work, um, and it, work is 50 miles away from your, your new location for work is 50 miles away from your current home address, the moving portion of it, like moving your stuff from one spot to the other, or high or hiring a moving company, that's all tax deductible. And then medical mileage and uh, medical expenses apparently are a very tax deductible. You can do entire medical trips to other nations because they're cheaper there and get a major tax deduction for the entire trip. And if you happen to do some vacay stuff at the same time, well, then that doesn't really matter too much. But you have to make sure that it's a medical trip. Same with the business trip. The same thing applies for business trips. You can go to a location for personal reasons. As long as you do business for the trip, then the trip is tax deductible. And as long as you don't get in trouble by abusing it too much. Next up for medical tax related stuff, HSAs. They are, which stands for health savings account. A lot of businesses provide them at through your employment. Um, and then there are self-employed options for HSAs. And these are basically pre-tax safe havens, saving accounts for medical purposes. Worst case scenario, you use it as a saving account for your medical expenses for when you get old, which you know you're going to have anyway. And so you just use it as a savings account. But a lot of times you put it in and then you can use that for your medical expenses, like I have terrible teeth, I have terrible teeth genetics, it doesn't matter how much my family brushes, but you can use, if I'm correct on this, uh, you can use uh, your HSA money to pay for your dental bills. I'm not completely certain about that one because dent here in America, dental insurance is cut and medical insurance are two different fields, so I don't know if that if the crossover applies, but that's something you might look into. But worst case scenario, you're going to have medical needs at the end of your life, so you just use it as a savings account. Next point, donating clutter, especially quality junk, is a excellent tax deduction. Clean your house. Donate it to places that take donations of junk, like the Goodwill or the Deseret Industries. You will get a tax deduction for that. So if you have a lot of junk and you need a major tax deduction, you can get a small tax deduction. But if you have a valuable junk, like TVs, computers, that kind of stuff, and you donate those to charities, you can get a substantial deduction for those. And so donate your old crap to charities so that way you can get deductions. Don't just throw them away. But if they are trash, just throw them away because they won't give you any deduction anyway. And then here's another one that I did not know before reading this book that made me very happy. Charity deductions, including tithing to my church, can be carried over. So while currently the standard deduction still 
outweighs most of my expenses just because I operate all of my business stuff and personal stuff off of really lean deals, the standard deduction in America is $12,000. Currently, that still outweighs any itemized deduction that I can do. However, I do donate a bunch to in tithing to my church, which means once I pass that point, I will have a nice reservoir of tithing deductions that I can use to decrease my tax burden. So the next point and the next major section was all about retirement accounts like your Roth IRA, your IRA, your 401k for my British people, it your BBB. She doesn't she's only an American author, but I happen to know that your BBB is essentially a 401k. Um and then the rest of you guys in other countries, I don't know what your tax systems are, but hopefully some of this carries over. I know a lot of tax systems all are pretty similar, but the next section is all about those. I am going to talk about that pretty in depth here in an episode coming up real quick, so I'm not going to dwell too much on it, but the only account that you can withdraw from without a penalty is a IRA, which stands for Individual Retirement Account. However, it is still not a good deal because you have to pay taxes on 100% of the money that you withdraw from your IRA, but you only get 80% of it due to other taxes. So basically you have to pay taxes twice on it when you withdraw early, which is freaking annoying. And I know I didn't explain that one too well, but in the book I also didn't quite understand what the heck she was talking about. But she's just warning that withdrawing from any retirement accounts is a raw deal and you're going to get screwed over. This is why I don't actually like retirement accounts and why I don't actually have one, even though for you it might be beneficial. But that's what she's warning about is you can't withdraw your money from your retirement accounts without getting screwed over. And the only one that you can withdraw without penalties is a IRA, but you still get screwed over tax-wise by withdrawing it. It is cheaper to get a credit card loan than it is to withdraw from your retirement accounts in almost every case. And then the last several points are about not breaking the law. Now, personally, tax I believe taxes are a whole bunch of stupidity and theft. Taxes are theft. Uh, and if you want a book that will really tick you off, I did a book review on how I tax thee uh, a little while back. And that book will ticks you will tick you off to high heaven because it explains how every way your money is stolen and what they actually use that money for usually. So that book will tick you off. But even though taxes are theft, pay them anyway. You don't want to go to jail. Jail sucks. You can't be successful when you're rotting in jail. So even though I hate taxes, I pay my taxes. And you should pay your taxes. You should also, which is the whole point of this book, get out of paying as many taxes as legally possible. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. However, if you do break the law, 
Um, more specifically, if you just mess up, there is a first-time penalty abatement. So basically, if you mess up, you get caught, um, the IRS will not charge you a massive fine for messing up the first time. After that, they'll screw you over royally because they're a whole bunch of jerks. Next point, taxes are unconstitutional. She basically makes the point that if they were unconstitutional, there would be a whole bunch of lawyers arguing with it. But my point is, it doesn't matter if they are unconstitutional or not. Even if they are slash were, it doesn't matter because they'll still throw you in jail, steal all of your money and assets, and screw you over for the rest of your life. Next one, service animals are deductible. You need to make sure that it is classified as a service animal officially. You can't just do the regular old claim of, well, this is a service animal. But emotional support service animals is a legitimate claim and you can get many, many doctors to sign off on it. You just need to make sure that it's signed off so that way you can deduct them. Pets are not a um, deduction as of right now, but there is bills that keep being put up in, in proposition for that. But service animals, you can deduct. That includes feed, that includes cost, that includes vets. So get yourself a service animal. And then the second to last point is you can't be audited twice for the same stuff. Uh, this is the IRS's own rule. So if they start bugging you about something that was wrong last year and they already did their audit, you can very nicely, of course, tell them to back off. The IRS is a bunch of people with a lot of power. If you are just like, and just like any bully with power, if you treat them nicer, then odds are things are going to go better for you than if you are hostile to them. They will throw your butt in jail. So be nice to the IRS agents, even though I think I've made my attitude towards them very clear. And then the last point is you can get a very nice reward from reporting people who are doing illegal tax stuff. And she's a tax person, so she was, a, she was kind of neutral on this subject. My version of this point is don't be a douchebag. No, you should not break the law solely solely for the reason that you don't want to go to jail, but also you are a lowly, lowly person if you report somebody for breaking the law. Now, that's not what she said. That's what I'm saying. But there is a substantial reward for reporting people. So be aware if you do decide to break the tax laws to make sure that nobody around you knows about it because there's a pretty nice payout for ruining your friendship if they rat, rat you out. Anyway, that is it for the book, uh, Deduct Everything. This is a really good book. Um, every, especially business owner and real estate person should read. Um, the problem with a book like this is it's hard to list out all of the technicals that are in it, but hopefully you got some good value out of it. And with that, I will see you all next week.